Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Cincinnati Style is brought to you by Dugout Mugs. We got the hookup for you. Just go to dugoutmugs.online slash craft for 10% off your entire order. That's it. No need to use a code. Just use that link and the 10% off will be added directly onto your order. That's dugoutmugs.online slash craft. Craft Brew Sports Cincinnati Style is also brought to you by More Labs. Drink one bottle of morning recovery while you're partying and bounce back quickly the next morning, guaranteed. Go to morelabs.com and use the code sports at checkout for 20% off your non-subscription purchase. Thank you for tuning in. This is Craft Brood Sports Cincinnati style. That's Mookie. What up? I'm Mike. Joe back behind the computer. Joe, how you feeling today, man? What to do, baby? Great to have you back, man. This is Craft Brood Sports Cincinnati style. The 20th Craft Brood Sports Cincinnati style episode. Number 20. We made it 20 whole episodes talking about Cincinnati sports, and I haven't lost my mind yet. That's amazing. That really is an accomplishment. I got, I got really excited a few times, but I haven't completely gone off and like MF'd everybody in the Cincinnati sports world. Which is basically the definition of being a Cincy sports fan. It might happen tonight because we are talking FC Cincinnati and some shenanigans Ooh. that they've had going on. I uh, might beat you to that one, but yeah, we'll see. It'll be a race <laughs> to the finish. The finish line no one cares about. We've also got some talk on Joe Burrow and the advice he's been getting. I guess. Yes, uh, a lot of up speak on that one because it, it, this whole thing is a mess, man. I don't know what to what to make of all of this. Who does Cat think he is? Uh, we're gonna talk some bracketology as we get into March. We're getting close to March Madness. Xavier and UC both bubblish. Yeah, that's what bubbly. it seems like. Yeah, kind of bubbly. Every time they get momentum, one of those squads, something happens. We're going to dig into those, uh, both of those teams. And then, uh, if there's time, Mookie is going to do that hockey. Going to do that hockey, though. <laughs> it's a big weekend for them. They played, was it four games this weekend or something crazy? I have no idea. Those poor guys. <laughs> they got to be hurting. But the good news is Holy Grail gives them free booze and food after every game. So I guess it's worth it. Whoa. Put a pin in that one because that needs a discussion later on. Talking uh, about hockey. Thank you for tuning in to Craft Fruit Sports Cincinnati Style. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. 
Hit the bell down below here on YouTube. Make sure that you are alerted every time we upload a new video. We, I've started uploading all of our videos uh, from the regular show as well. And just to forewarn everybody, this will be our last Craft Root Sports Cincinnati style for a while. Joe is going to be going on lacrosse break uh, as he goes to coach. Uh, and as a two-man crew, it makes it a lot harder to do this show. So we will be taking a brief hiatus. We're, we'll come back and do some Cincinnati styles whenever there's something big going on. You know, opening day, the draft. Uh, March Madness, maybe Selection Sunday. We might do a special show. We'll figure some stuff out. Uh, but this will be our last weekly Craft Root Sports Cincinnati style. So be sure to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. So basically, we won't be touching any of this until like March is in. Like once March is over, it's all done. <laughs> Selection Sunday is the last thing that we have to talk about. No, then because then the be... draft. We'll do a draft special. Yeah, see how the, the Bengals screw also, things up. Opening day at the end of March. So we'll do some... some. Uh, People will know. definitely tune in for that. Look, I don't even care if you guys aren't here. I'll do it myself. I don't care. I don't I'm, doubt I'm that at all. I'm going to be super pumped about it. It's just going to be Mike will be live tweeting his entire day. It's going to be me, drunk, in a Reds uniform, opening day. Drink responsibly. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Mike Tyson. <laughs> Let's talk Bengals to kick off the show here. All right, so Joe Burrow is getting all of the advice from everybody everywhere. Uh, depending on who you're talking to, it's either really great news for the Bengals, if he was talking to Chad Ojo-Singo, or it's really bad news for the Bengals if he was talking to former first-round draft pick Steve Barkowski. Uh, because there are like the hot take is Joe Burrow needs to pull an Eli Manning if the Bengals select him. Yeah, I mean, that's fine, but like, who's gonna who is he going to pull an Eli Manning to? Because like here's That's the thing, the question. and and again, when Eli did it, it was with San Diego that eventually traded him New York, right? Right. And uh, I just want to go out on record and say San Diego's leadership and ownership and front office is competent. <laughs> the Bengals are not, <laughs> so he can do this and he can try to flex and like get leverage, but like it's still up to the Bengals to strike a deal with someone to trade him somewhere. Well, and that's the crazy thing. So there are a lot of places who need a quarterback. This is a, there are a lot of teams that are looking, uh, San Diego being one of them after departing from Phillip Rivers. Like they've moved on from the, the Rivers regime. Uh, you also have, uh, Indianapolis could be a landing spot for somebody who needs a, a franchise quarterback. Look, the bottom line is Joe Burrow, if, if we're looking at this with people telling him, he needs to pull an Eli. This is a dude that clearly is a franchise quarterback, right? Is I, it safe I to say so. that? I think so. I think so. I think the guy has quality. Has such a hard time the, the, believing the, it. Again, man. the thing is, though, is like he, if he tries to flex his leverage or whatever he wants to call it, what's going to end up happening is they're going to trade him to Kansas City for like a third string guard <laughs> because Cincinnati will <laughs> screw it up and Kansas City will go, ha ha ha, great. And then they'll flip and trade him to some trash team like Tampa Bay. And he'll be in no better spot. Whoa, whoa. Tampa Bay doesn't need a quarterback. Jameis right. got, got LASIK. LASIK. It Life is, is over. Good. Yes, yeah. Tampa is set, baby. Which is still so dumb to me. Because it's like either you get LASIK and it is whatever gets better. Or, I mean, I don't know. If, he, if all he needed was LASIK, why did it take this damn long for right. him to do it? Also, how terrible were your contacts? Like you, you right. needed like the LASIK was what did it. The contacts were blurry or itchy notice, or something. Notice how he hasn't commented on one eight hundred contacts dot com lately. <laughs> it's a coincidence, maybe. I don't know. I think Joe Burrow is going to be a great quarterback though in the NFL. I think he's quality. I think he's going to come in, and I think he can truly be a franchise quarterback from day one, assuming that 
wherever he goes has an O-line that at least doesn't let him get murdered and break okay, his Okay, so that's the question. Uh, Cincinnati does not have that O-line. I mean, you do get Billy Price back. Uh, you you know, you, you, get, you get some help on the line next year. But is Cincinnati a team? Like, I look back at, at Cleveland, which, by the way, how come the Bengals are getting all this hate for being a trash franchise and, like, oh, Joe Burrow should should pull an Eli? The Browns never heard people say that. Like, the Browns were – they went – because I think one and, I think one people, and fifteen and zero oh and sixteen and people were still the, like no 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 go Baker because the, the, the problem is the Browns are actually trying the Browns are trying <laughs> well, sorry I mean, Joe the Browns it, are trying and this is what they end up with the Bengals actively do not try to succeed or win other than what they have to as the minimum is to keep money in Mike Brown's like, pocket is it more that Burrow is that good of a quarterback like maybe that's it that Burrow is that good of a quarterback that we haven't seen a talent like this. So nobody's had – it's like, nah, go to the Browns and let your career die. Who cares? Like, whatever, dude. It don't matter, man. Go do it. Go on, Brady Quinn. Go do your thing. Have fun. Go on, Baker Mayfield. Go on, whoever else they drafted. Well, I was going to say, the more you right. say it, the more it's like, yeah, that makes sense because, let's be honest, nobody liked Baker. Right. <laughs> nobody right. really thought it was going to succeed. Yeah. Everybody uh, was like, yeah, it's whatever. We all kind of knew what Brady Quinn was. I had hopes. I had hopes that Brady Quinn was going to be the the savior. I did, too. Then he didn't win any big games for us. <laughs> He almost he almost beat USC. He almost beat USC, but then he didn't. <laughs> he did so, his part. He did his part. The defense let them down in that one. No, if he did his part, it doesn't come down to that. That's a good point. All right. Anyways, let's not. This isn't the Brady Quinn podcast. Although we could do a whole podcast on Brady Quinn, and uh, our numbers would be just as low. <laughs> Dude, the, yeah, you're wrong. That, that Brady <laughs> Quinn Jeff Samarja connection though. Oh, oh that shit was on oh, point. Oh man! But you that know what's really greatest. funny about that? What are they both doing right now? Not playing football. Uh, well, that's because Jeff Smart was like, you know what? I'm gonna go to the sport that's gonna provide me a long. Career Which makes me wonder why money. he wasn't throwing the football then. Because he didn't have to. Uh, you have yeah. Brady Quinn. Yeah. Also, Brady Quinn is. I mean, that's your prototypical American now, quarterback. Remind me, Brady Quinn's sister's the one that that married what's his name, the ugliest AJ. linebacker ever. Yep, AJ Hawk from Ohio State. Dude, she did not look good either. <laughs> so I'm just glad they found each other. Ocho Cinco. <laughs> Ocho Cinco tweeted out. First of all, big ups to Ocho Cinco because he paid somebody's rent recently. Like somebody what? tweeted, somebody Why? tweeted out to him, and they were like. Hey, this is a long shot, but I I need to pay my rent. This is my last day. If I don't pay it today, I'm getting evicted. Uh, can you help me out? And he was like, send me a picture of the eviction notice. And they did. They were like, wow, I didn't think you'd respond. Here it is. He was like, DM me the details. And he took care of it. He like paid somebody's rent for them to, to keep them from being evicted. Like super awesome of him to do that. And then on top of that, he's also talking about how he wants to he, he's going to go to dinner with Joe Burrow and he's telling him you will be happy in Cincinnati because this city is quote effing awesome. You know, if Ocho Cinco actually cared about this city, he would have done that person a solid and helped him get a gig as a stripper in Chicago for the NBA all-star game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can give him man of fish or you can, you know, give him a fishing pole or whatever. But I mean, good for Chad. Uh, that's quality. But at the same time, oh, and it, it was a woman too. I just said that just cause I mean, you're, I, yeah, I just you were was cracking jokes. I was just riffing, it, yeah. crack, cracking jokes, <laughs> but like, damn it, man, people go get a job. Okay, damn. Hey, let me ask you this question though. Ocho Cinco says that Cincinnati is a, a is a great place. They would support Joe Burrow. 
Do you think the Bengals fans would support Joe Burrow, or do you think there's a, a clock that gets put on him? Because I look at the support for Andy Dalton, and Andy Dalton had some great support in the city, but then this season people are calling for Finley when it's like, dude, it's not Dalton's fault. It's it's definitely not. I think part of it, though, is so Dalton was not a first-round pick, right? I'm pretty sure his third round or something a little he bit was, later. Yeah. So he wasn't billed to be the same thing that Joe Burrow was. Um, also, Dalton's, that just means there's more pressure yeah, on Burrow. There is, but at the same time, like the 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 fan base is going to love him, and I would expect that most likely what's going to happen is the fan base is going to continue to turn on the leadership of the Bengals, which still sucks, as opposed to turning on the players. And Dalton's been here for a while, yeah, 2011 draft. So Dalton's been around. So I think the way that the that the people turned on him was more of just like, man, we are we're tired. Like clearly this ain't working. It's time to move but on and get something new. If you can't look at the beginning part of this past season and be like, look, this isn't Andy's fault. This is the fact that there's no offensive line. He has no time to throw the ball and you can't cut him some slack. What kind of slack are you going to cut the guy who is perceived to be the next what? coming of Jesus I, at quarterback? I mean, you know what I mean? Like they're going to expect fans in the city. If they draft Joe Burrow and he doesn't pull an Eli Manning, the expectations are going to be you are the guy that turns around this franchise. Like you start. We were terrible last year. We expect you to be putting us in the playoff hunt. Like that's going to be the expectation, and, and that's fair. And I think what's going to happen if things don't go well, I do honestly expect Joe Burrow to come out and be like, "Yes, this coaching staff sucks." Like <sighs> big, Zach. Dick, big Dick Joe is not going to take things lying down. Zach Taylor, uh, what do you think about Joe Burrow? And and uh, would you? I mean, like, do you think Joe Burrow should be the guy? Like, is how good is Joe Burrow? Zach Taylor, good. Feel real good. All right. Well, there you go. That's See? exactly uh, that's all that's you need true. to know. So he'll right? be okay with it. Uh, Zach Taylor, how would you feel if Joe Burrow threw you under the bus after a game? Good. Feel real good. All right. Well, I mean, I stand corrected. That's my bad. Yeah. I totally See, I apologize for that. Uh, the coaching staff guys back. They understand <laughs> it. Um, how do I feel? I can't even describe it. <laughs> you know. See? Uh, good. Feel real good. It's my favorite soundbite that I've ever heard. It's so amazing. Wait, wait, one more time. Zach Taylor, how do you feel about setting a time limit on baseball games? Good. Feel real good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fixing baseball. Again, if if things go south, it's not going to be Joe Burrow's fault. It really isn't. I, I no, believe it's not. That. But that's my fear. Is and I don't think people are going to turn on him the same way. I, I really don't. I, I, I mean, why, why, like, because the expectations are so high. The, I mean, we're talking about this no, guy. No, they're not. The, yes, they're not no, because it's still the Bengals. The, the, the expectations of the team are not high. The expectations of Burrow are high. So if this dude comes out and, and there's any hint of him not being the guy, that, the like the next Tom Brady, fans are going to be like, Mike Brown blew it. This whole draft, they should have traded the first round pick. Or the, right. The Mike Brown pick. blew it right there. They're blaming but Mike Brown first. But they're and giving up on Burrow. They're giving up on him at that ah, point. They're not going to give up on Burrow. <laughs> I mean, come on. The guy's, he, I, I believe he's going to show up and he's going to show that he knows what the hell he's doing. The kid can play. The kid can play. I don't play. doubt that. I don't doubt the that. The problem is going to be the rest of the team is still going to be garbage. Now, I would so, also oh, hope that man. they're going to, again, they've got like 80 draft picks this, this draft, right? So if they hit on half of them, that's 40 guys. That's basically a whole football team. I don't trust Mike Brown to hit on half the draft picks. Let's talk Reds baseball, something I'm excited about. Woohoo! <laughs> I got a little pitchy. Spring training starting up this week. Uh, first spring training game is Saturday against the Indians in Goodyear, Arizona. 
There are places, there are stories that have come out where publications, reputable publications, are picking the Reds to win the NL Central. Show your work. <laughs> okay, uh, I believe it was... Uh, when you say reputable, I want to make sure that these articles I weren't... It was they didn't happen to somewhat be published by Mike Berlon somewhere. <laughs> it was, it was like we got to go deep in the. Yeah, blog. I was going to say like we got to go dig into this because I would not be shocked if you could trace back that pen name <laughs> to being. Uh, what was Mr. it? I think it was Pakoda. Uh, is that the the source that like predicts all kinds of crazy baseball stats? Uh, but they Pakoda sounds like a delicious Mexican street food restaurant. <laughs> is that just me? You get Pakoda's got some sweet marks, man. You Dude, got, have you tried their pico? Holy you shit! Got, you got jumbo marks at Pakoda? Oh my goodness, oh, man! Jumbo marks can be trouble, <laughs> but you know what helps with jumbo marks? <clears throat> that morning recovery from morelabs. dot com. <laughs> it does, uh, absolutely. Yeah, promo code sports. Twenty percent off <laughs> some some stuff. <laughs> did it not? Did the did it not play, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> See, Zach Taylor knows what's up. How uh, much do you think he would drink after after Bengals games? Zach Taylor? Yeah. Uh, probably not a lot. He's got a lot of kids, so not much. I, as as a dad of two, I know what it's like. Where it's like, I I just can't drink. I just, but see, I see like I feel I like kids are multipliers. It was Pakoda, by the way, which Pakoda. is an acronym for Player Empirical Comparison and Optimization Test Logarithm. So nothing to do with Mexican street food. It's a sabermetric That's system for forecasting Major League Baseball player performance. See, this is baseball's problem. It's not that it has a slow pace of play. It's not that it's no, that's an, problem. It, it's it's a problem. No, the problem is that it's a it's the perfect collision of OWGs and a bunch of nerds. Well, it is the nerdiest sport. For it is the nerdiest sure. sport. Uh, but they are they are predicting that the Reds uh, win the division. There were some MLB articles that came out that had the Reds winning the division. I understand. Like, here's where I'm struggling as a Reds fan. Last year at this time, I was as amped as I am right now because they got out from the Homer Bailey contract. You got Puig and Kemp coming into camp, and it's like, man, we got some names on this squad. This lineup, top to bottom, looks legit. And all the conversations were, the Reds are gonna, they're gonna be interesting at least. There, there's something there that. They may not be good, but they're not going to be bad. And then they were really bad. I was going to say, and then how'd March they go? They were <laughs> so bad. They started off the season like 110, I think. I think they I was going to say 115. It was something absurd. It was it double was digit losses at some point early. Terrible. The, the beginning of the season was terrible. But like, that's but honestly, where I'm though, I, honestly, as a friend, I actually really liked it because I was like, great. Mike's dreams are dashed already. Yeah, thanks, man. And he gets to move on with his life as opposed <laughs> to hanging on until July. <laughs> as opposed to being like, come on, it's all-star break. We got a shot. We're only 10 games back, guys. We can do it. Let's make a charge. We rip off seven straight. It'll be fine. The But, the, okay, the difference being last year the conversation around the Reds was they're a team. They made moves. Don't know if they're going to pan out, but they made moves. This year the conversation is this rotation is solid. The bullpen continues to be solid. The lineup looks good, provided and there's the there's where the asterisk is. Provided yeah. everybody performs like they're yeah. supposed to. Suarez coming off an injury, we don't know how if he's going to have the same season he did last year. Uh, it's good to see him like in skill, like he's training, he's he's on field. It's not like he's sitting out during spring training right now, so that's good to see. Dude, um, Joey Votto's thirty six. 
Joey Votto's old man, and he's got that weird warm-up swing, and I don't know what to do with him. Uh, he fell off last year, but he's saying all the right things this year. I would love to see Joey Votto have some sort of clause in his contract that like, if he doesn't perform to this level, all of his, his salary gets translated in Canadian dollars. <laughs> like You want to talk about motivating someone? Like That would get his act together real fast. What's the current exchange rate? 76 cents? Something 76 like cents to a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> like really, really cut that down. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. So what, flip that, Joe. So it'd be like, it'd be about 70 something cents. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, the Reds would still be mad about how much they're paying him. I still can't believe that they paid him what they did back in the day. He would like that. If it was one U.S. dollar to a Canadian, it would be That's one true. U.S. dollar He's to 1.32 Canadian. But you though. can only spend that in Canada. He'll be fine. <laughs> oh, no, he's already fine. Like, I'm pretty sure he bought a province. I, I like, again, like, I don't disagree with you. It's just, it's, it's, baseball is one of those sports where, like, the teams on paper, when, when you get to live action, it all can be completely different year after year, especially. Um, so I, I know we got to see how it kind of plays out. The other thing is, too, is like, what are the other teams in the division doing? Well, that's the, that's part of the, the, the reason why the Reds are picked because, the Cardinals got worse losing Azuna in free agency. Also, screw the Cardinals. Agreed. The Cubs have been this weird mess of a team that can't quite like they should be the best team in the division, but they never are. They just keep faltering. Did you see they're gonna they're gonna bat Chris Bryant in the leadoff spot? That's a weird choice, right? That's a very weird choice. I don't quite get it, but uh, okay. Oh well. well, you know, whatever. Cubs gonna Cub, uh, and then Cubs the Brewers. The Brewers get worse because Moose comes to Cincinnati. So where the Reds get better in the infield, the Brewers lose uh, a bat and lose a position player. So, it, you know, addition by subtraction there. So as spring training is starting, you've got what is the biggest thing you're looking at? Pitchers, infield, or outfield? What is the biggest thing that you're trying to work to see what they fit? The length of Rosie's skirt. <laughs> It's okay, so I'll give the real answer here. I think the Oh, that was the, that was real for me. <laughs> they're always gonna be looking at pitchers, but pitchers is one of those weird things where it's like the dude's just working on his curveball. So he's gonna get shelled because all he's throwing is curveballs. So you can't really judge it based on spring training performance. I'd be interested to see how the outfield shapes out, like because that's where you've got some question marks. I know you've got Shogo is like going to be the center fielder. Uh you've got Winker that's going to be in there, but like the question then becomes, how do you kind of fit the rest of the pieces? Who's going to be the platoon guys? Where does everything go? The infield is pretty much set. Yeah, right? you've got Kesslinos and Senzel and Aquafina and Philip Irvin. And... Right. So, yeah, you start to try to figure out who's going to get sent down to AAA uh, to start the season there. Who's going to be the platoon guy? The the infield, you know you have Otto at first. You know you have Moose at second. You know you have Suarez at third. Galvis, I guess, is going to be your shortstop. That's the only kind of weak spot in the infield. So the outfield is probably the question mark that you need to start to figure out who's and and honestly, that comes down to your bats. Who's got the better bat? Like I, I hope when Bell breaks spring training, it just comes down to these guys. The outfield position, it's like ah, yeah. What, what is it with what is it with Cincinnati and always having too many outfielders? 
I feel like this has been a theme with this squad for like the last three, four years. You know, I hadn't really thought about that, but yeah, they do tend to have a, a surplus. Yeah, it's always like we've got four dudes. We're going to have to only start three unless – what if we get softball rules, guys? Because it's a small part. Well, then they, you know, they had that thing where like the guy really didn't hit very well, but he could steal and was very fast. Mm. That guy, that specialty player. That dude that played that defense. They liked, that they like to play a lot. He could bunt every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. The position player that batted after the pitcher. That should tell yeah, that you guy. that should tell you everything you need to know about whether or not Billy Hamilton should but, have been on the squad. But see, like that's the thing that kills me is he that he batted uh, ninth in the NL. He was a position player that batted ninth in the NL. What the hell are we doing? Hey, hey, hey! If it wasn't Dusty Baker and it was like uh, what's his? What was the dude that used to be in St. Louis forever? Uh, oh. Tony the manager. Tony, it was Tony Russo doing it and not Dusty Baker. We're like, oh my God, he's playing chess while we are playing checkers. <laughs> but no, because it was Dusty Baker and the Reds. They couldn't catch a break about being strategic. I don't think Baker did Baker ever do that. I think that was Price. I think it was Price that was. It the was, that, it was, the, it was, uh, the Rays and the Cubs guy, uh, Matt, Maddock. Uh, oh, Joe Madden. Joe Madden. Joe Madden. That, yeah. Yeah, he was the guy see, that started it. That's a good point. Yeah. Man. Joe Madden. So those, so Reds, the Reds huh? win the division, right? The yeah. Reds are NL Central champs. Three games. It's hopeful. It. It's hopeful. As long as, you know, you've got that statue at first that doesn't have to move much and just can wiggle around a bit at the plate. That's but. what first base is. Zach is Taylor, not? Zach Taylor, I know you're a football coach and you're not really that, you know, involved in baseball, uh, but it is the offseason. You probably watch a lot of it. Uh, how do you think the Reds are going to do this year? Drink responsibly. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, That's sage advice, right let's there. Let's talk. Let's talk uh, some FC Cincinnati, uh, which I, we didn't even do a sound cue for them. They don't deserve one. This piece of shit franchise. <laughs> let me tell you. I right, give people the news. What happened this week? So Cincinnati's coach, or yeah, their their coach resigned this week after it was reported and an investigation was started that he used a racial slur uh, towards some of the players in practice, and. I I'm just I'm fed up with this goddamn organization bringing crap to this city. So let me let let me back you up there real quick. Jeff Burning, you are. Let me back you up real quick because the the report was that Jans used this slur. He said he was singing along to a rap song, but then there was this investigation. Bullshit! He's Dutch. He ain't singing no rap song. I mean, we all know that there's there's certain parts that when you're singing along to a rap song, you just stop singing and and let the song go on. We we on the show totally agree with that. But but the point being, the investigation then revealed that there was uh like a history of this type of thing happening like that, and that's when Jans uh, resigned. I I'm refresh to hear you come in with that take because the take i've seen on twitter is a lot of free ron yans like what uh, he didn't do anything who wrong. said this there was, who said dude, this give me names because i'm gonna go twitter. set these people straight this is absolute search garbage, the hashtag man. search the hashtag you gotta hashtag be kidding me. why are we standing up for a piece of shit coach that hasn't done anything for this city he came in late doesn't know what the hell he's doing still trying to run a 4-3-3 with absolute garbage talent on the field i mean you've got to be joking me Dude, this that. is embarrassing for this. This is embarrassing for the city. On top of all the other stuff that's going on with their stadium relocation, the move to MLS, does hire someone with this kind of poor ass judgment doesn't necessarily speak to just this coach's problems, but the organization as a whole. 
Because the problem with this is the general manager and this coach had a relationship going back for a while. Back into Holland, they've worked together in several squads before. And you want to know what? Neither one of those assholes lasted more than two years at their previous organizations. I wonder fucking why. Sorry. I I don't They, they may have crossed the flag, but seriously, this deserves it because this is un, inexcusable. And all this does is speak to the grander mindset of this organization that Jeff Burning doesn't know what the hell he's doing, waiting this long to bring in someone that knows soccer, knows strategy, knows how to build a club, and then on top of that, bring in two garbage individuals that are going to embarrass our city like this. Free Hans? How about free our city from this shit franchise? And then I've stood by this team through a lot of stuff. I've defended the stadium move. I think it's positive. I think they can bring quality to the city. They can put us on the map. Having another pro franchise in this city does not hurt, but it does one of this kind of trash. Dude, I mean, get the hell out of here with this. The team is like a laughing stock at this point. This is they—they've been in the MLS for such a short time. Like this is—they're on their fourth coach since since coming to the MLS, and they've passed on higher quality hires that they could have gone after. There, Caleb Porter could have come to this team if Linder would open his checkbook. He didn't do that because stupid Jeff Birding didn't pursue it because he was down at Buskin trying to clean out that front dairy tra- or uh, pastry tray. Like, it's inexcusable. It's absolute nonsense. <laughs> at this point, you cannot convince me that this club is anything more than a revenue stream for some OWGs. Well, I mean, that, I think that was clear from the beginning. So I guess oh, the, it's clear. the question it becomes, clear. because you're a very big FC I was drinking the Kool-Aid forever. You're, you were, you know, a season ticket holder. Uh, how much goodwill does this team have left? Because I feel like at this point, between all of the problems with relocating the, the residents of the West End and now this whole thing, it's like, has the team exhausted uh, their Jacking goodwill? up ticket prices, removing any seats from uh, field level that weren't club seats that you would have to pay a licensing fee and a group rate for the entire season they got nothing left um i don't mean to interrupt the cincinnati but we're going to talk some cleveland here real quick so remember you saw greg robinson you know got found some weed you know all that kind of stuff oh he just found weed how did he do that and he was trying to carry it over it was just released that it was 157 pounds wow that's a lot of weed that's a lot in of several large duffel bags. That's a lot crossing of into El Paso. Like that's not oh uh, one hundred and fifty seven pounds. Wait, that's not, so that's not personal use territory. So that's like that's like <laughs> I'm I'm distributing. I'm, I'm a kingpin. I would say like that, or it's like I'm building a fort with all these bricks. Where was it? Was he driving or flying? Hang on, I was driving. I am. I am. Wait, I'm, he was driving from Mexico into El Paso, or yep. Bro, like rear cargo area. I've been going to the gym. I'm down to 163 pounds. That dude had almost as much weed as I. Oh my god, that's a Mike joint. Yeah, yeah. He had he had a me level amount of weed. What do you do with that much weed? Sell it. You are not. You are not stocking up 157 pounds of weed to keep in your closet and like ah, I'll roll these joints as I go. No, you are. You are selling that. You mean you wouldn't like Lincoln Why Log with that thing? Why does an NFL player need to sell weed? Bro. Con- concussions. It's, it's legal in the States. Like, you don't have to sell it anymore. Well, it is technically still t- cheaper to get on the black market. Go to Michigan and open it, like, finance a dispensary. Like, you can, you can sell weed Or, I don't legally. know, maybe bring it in through Canada where they don't check as closely. Whew. 
Oh, man. Oh, hey, you got any weed in there? Nope, don't. Okay. Nope, but I do got see, some Olsons for you, boys. You, bye. <laughs> Have a good evening. Oh, and here's some Timmy H for you, too. Dude, thank you for the... the uh, that was great, Jeff. I just, that was a great drop-in. Is that like the same <laughs> amount of weed they have on Super Troopers when they bust them? Like, like volume, physical size. Is that what we're talking? Think about this. That's like, uh, if you've got these duffel bags in your car, that's another person in your car worth of weed. Do you think it pays for gas? No. Drink responsibly. Could have gone into business he with Mike Tyson. could have just hung out with Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson yeah. owns a weave. What are we doing? Let's talk some Xavier basketball. Yeah, screw FC. <laughs> Boom. I love it. I do love it. Ooh, that's ooh, that hotness, that's, though. That's good. That's good. All right. Since we were last on the air, Xavier has uh, – they, they looked good, and then they looked bad. They, they got beat by Butler pretty handily. They came back to make it look like it was a better game than what it actually was, but really Butler pulled down their pants and spanked them in front of everybody. Uh, in Indianapolis. See, when you said that, I thought you meant Butler pulled down their pants. No, like they were like, no, no. Kiss Butler it, but... pulled down Xavier's pants yeah. and spanked him. Uh, but then Xavier goes to Madison Square Gardens. They steal one from St. John's because they should have lost that game, but they didn't. Yeah. It's a W. Uh, so I was looking at bracketology to figure out where Xavier is. So let's go with CBS Sports first, which was updated as of yesterday. The lesser known CBS. Yeah, the the those, those clowns on Channel Twelve, <laughs> right? So they their uh, bracketology was updated yesterday as we're recording this. That would have been Tuesday. Uh, so they had them at a what was you this? said eight seed eight seed or no? Playing, you, I think it was yes. was, was it eight, an yeah, eight, eight seed, seed playing St. Mary's, and then they would play Baylor if they made it to the second round, which is a tough Baylor one seed to play. Barely even know her. <laughs> ESPN's Bracketology had them at a 10 seed playing Texas Tech. That was updated today as we're recording this. Uh, and then SB Nation had them at an 8 seed playing Texas Tech with San Diego State in the second round. Out of those three options, which one would you rather Xavier be? I literally don't care because I just want us to make the tournament. I want that last one. I want that last option because I, I think to go Xavier, after San Diego yeah, State. I want, I want to be the team that beats San Diego State. I mean, dude, there's nothing that this team has showed me all year that tells me they can upset someone of quality. They can't shoot free throws reliably. They, t- they how really many how many times Lord. they turned the ball over in that game against St. John's? I, I want to say was it was it 20, 22. Yeah, it was yeah. it was definitely over twenty turnovers. Yeah, it was twenty two turnovers. How in a many 40 kills though? Game. How many kills? No one knows because they don't track that. It had to be a bunch because they won. Ninety-five percent of the time, when you have over ten kills, which is three possessions in a row where it stopped, then you win the game. Ninety-five percent of the time. So stats, right? They should put Black Panther on, or no, Sex Panther. I always screw that up. <laughs> they should put Sex Panther. I was gonna be like, because eighty percent of the time it works all the time. <laughs> so if they put on a Sex Panther and they get more than ten kills, they're gonna win the basketball game. You mentioned something earlier today. You had texted me some uh, something that you feel like the the Musketeers should yes should do at this point. Yes, we should uh, we should drive up to to Cleveland there and uh, just say hi to John B. See what you doing? How hey, you be? John. Do you need help moving? Do you need? I know you're down right now. Can I get you an ice cream sandwich? You know, just see what's up. He did did officially resign. He did. Although I did hear. What you doing, man? 
I did hear he's technically still on payroll. He is moving into another role with the Cavs, but it has not yet been defined. So that means you can scoop him up. Yeah, all that is is code for we're trying to work out the money. <laughs> so, yeah, honestly, so, though, hey, I, I do hey, think B. it's worth exploring. Hey, like, B, what you got? Hey, B. Hey, Bay, how you be? What you want to do? You want you want to come back to college? What it is, though. You want to come back to college? Come on, come back to college. Yeah. Uh, do you think uh, Xavier would ever be gutsy enough to make a move like that? Because I don't think they would be. This is I, the this is the same school who has picked the like top assistant coach as the successor every year since my freshman year. At so <laughs> like it's it's been since two thousand three. They've just been like, who's the next guy up? Yeah, let's just hire him. But but that worked, right? Like well, up until now, it's worked pretty well. I said that we were right? new to strike out, and and so the other part of it too is, and again, I guess it's technically only been like a year and a half. Travis been at the helm, but like I haven't heard of who the next guy is after him. I don't know. Yeah. So I don't think that they have that go to whatever. So what I'm what I'm predicting, tinfoil hat, alien, whatever, speak is, uh, they're gonna go through like quadruple mediary channels to like really cover their tracks, but they're gonna get feelers out. They're yeah. gonna feelers out. They're gonna figure out what's gonna cost them because you you owe it to the program to check because Beeline's the kind of guy that could turn us into um into the next Duke, right? I could see him being someone like Coach K and having that influence on a program. At least the next Villanova, like not necessarily a Duke. Like let's let's uh, let's. Nah, I mean Villanova. Let's, let's all Villanova is is Jay Wright's haircut. Understandable, but Jay Wright is that guy that won't leave Villanova. He's going to be at Villanova forever. He turned Villanova into a program that is a perennial power. Oh, right? absolutely. And that's what Xavier needs. Like Xavier needs that guy. They need their Jay Wright. They need that guy, though. They do need that guy. I don't think. I don't think still. So guy. right now, X is uh, okay. one of the last four to not play in the play-in day, Woo! whatever week, day zero of the yeah. tournament. Yeah. That that, that Wednesday. Is it bad that I want them to be in the last four in so we can go watch them play in Dayton? I don't want them to be in the last four in because Dayton is going to end up with a two seed and to have to go to Dayton to watch Xavier play for the chance to get in while Z- while Dayton has a two seed is going to piss me off. Yeah. I, I don't think it's in Dayton. Yeah, the wait. First the four? first four? First four is always in Dayton. Uh, it's looking like right now. It's it's looking like Omaha. No, no, oh, that's the no. no, no. no yeah, those, those are, are that's the, those two teams. No, they still play after in Dayton. They play. Or something. Yeah, first yeah, but, four is gonna be. In but Dayton. wouldn't they Just also be in like the same? If they play the next day, you're telling me if yeah, they, if they're they supposed played... to play in Spokane the next day that they're gonna be in Dayton the day before? Yeah, two yeah. days before, but yeah. So if you if you play third if your first for second whatever if your round is sixty four game is on Thursday you play in Dayton on Tuesday then fly to Spokane or Spokane or whatever the hell so there's a two day you have a two day window so yeah, you play four, you have a day off and then you first play the next four one. So it's is St Patty's yeah. Day and the day after in Dayton holy shit St Patty's Day in Dayton for a first four game. All right, I can't handle it. It can't happen. It cannot happen. Because Dude, that'd I, be so much fun. Right, but I would be so hungover at work the next day, not with a morning recovery. Because what I would dummy. do is I would take a morning recovery and, and I would call be, off work. I would be totally fine the next morning, and I'd be able to go to work. I wouldn't even have to call off. I would use the code sports at morelibs.com, and I would be totally fine. Drink responsibly. 
And even if for some reason you needed some hydration the next day too, they've got something for that, right? Aqua. Yes, you can yeah. get an aqua. Uh, also, if you're really struggling, you need to focus on that meeting because yeah. you're just zoning out because you're like, man, Xavier just made I it just, in the tournament. I just, I just, don't just know. I can't. I can't. You can get liquid focus. That's also available using the code Sports. You can get twenty percent off that purchase as well. Drink responsibly. All right, let's talk some Bearcats basketball. Wait, real quick though, is that stuff just crushed up Adderall and water? Uh, probably. Oh, right on, know. man. Okay, it works. Cool. <laughs> I don't need a script for it. So it's awesome. Oh, you going? You going hockey song? Joe's going. Just, there we go. Okay, there we go. Uh, you see? They won has, big tonight. They have a big win against. Sorry. They have a big win against Memphis, and then follow it up with. Uh, uh, not so good performance yeah. tonight. In double overtime. Double overtime loss to UCF. That's What's tough. his name? Scott got twenty two points, twenty one boards too, and they still lost. That's really tough. Uh, at home, it was at home. Oh my god, Jaron Cumberland. What what is going on with him? I mean, that dude is. Do you just... think there's any residual uh, effects between Cumberland? I think and... they've gotten over it by now because there was that whole thing of whether he was going to travel and he really. Right. So basically, what they've been doing is. When Jaron Cumberland's in the game, they run old school Jaron Cumberland last UC head coach ball. When he's not in the yeah. game, then they start running new coach ball and he's like, Oh, I can run my offense. And they've just pretty much come to the realization that like, we don't work together. When you're on the floor, you do your thing and we run your ball. When you're off the floor, we run my thing. Man, what a terrible way to run a program. Like that's, that's a really, I, I mean, I guess you can, you can credit him for being like, well, you're playing to the strengths and whatever, but, Man, that's ugh, that's such a terrible way to run your team. Sucks to be Jaron Cumberland, really. I mean, because what he's a senior, he's been in the program for four years. Watch this though. He had a shot. Oh, that's not even close. So he hit a half court three to what at the buzzer that would have at won the it. buzzer would would have won it. But it was way late. But it was oh, stupid man. late. Oh, that's like a half second late. All right. So before, but I, you this know what game... though? Sorry, but I love it. I love it. I love to see you fans cry. UC well, fans. Before this game, says the guy with the Bearcats. Right, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm okay, the, with it, the dude who has season tickets to UC football. Not anymore. <laughs> All right, I didn't get him this year because I was like, Luke, I trust you, but I'm not paying for that trash football. <laughs> let's uh, so let's talk UC bracketology real quick here. Uh, so every site before tonight, this is before the the loss tonight, so things may change. But every site, uh, CBS Sports. ESPN, oh, yeah. SB Nation, they all had UC sitting at an 11 seed. Uh, some of them had them in that first four in, uh, playing in Dayton. Some of them had them just a firm 11 seed already in the tournament. Uh, but CBS Sports had them as a first four playing Arkansas for that 11 seed. ESPN had them at an 11 seed playing BYU. And SB Nation had them at an 11 seed playing Arizona. See, What that- do you do as a Xavier fan? Watching UC play Sean Miller's Arizona, like at that point, what do you root for? Because that's just that's god awful, right? Coronavirus. Because <laughs> <laughs> only fifteen percent of people die, but like it's not a fun time for like the couple of weeks while you're going through it. <laughs> No, but really though, I hate Sean Miller. I, that guy, he, oh god, he's the friggin' worst man. I think, like, I think that would. I mean, I'm not a UC hater. I don't like. I'm really not, I'm not either. A, I don't follow UC. Uh, but but like, 
I don't hate. I hate Dayton. I hate Dayton basketball. I really do. Oh, God, so like such a passion too, man. Like they're just... UC is not. I I'm I'm like all right. I want to win the Crosstown Shootout. Outside you of mean that, number two ranked Dayton in the bracketologies right now. He's got the, they got two, the two seed. seed. Yeah, yeah, two seed. Yeah, two seed Dayton. Yeah. I saw an article this week that was like, why can't Dayton? Also, win I love title? how they've got they got UD right now paired up against Bowling Green in the first round. Like, so you want to talk about schools where the girls weren't smart enough to go somewhere better, but they're still trying to get that MRS degree. Right there. There's that matchup. Do I feel like the drink responsibly drop should have been... Drink responsibly. It should have been hit way more often. <laughs> it's that damn long hots that's hitting me right now. It's, it's creeping. I can't uh, feel the heat anymore, but I, I can feel the last. After effects. the loss tonight, do you think UC now moves to the bubble? I honestly, I think they're probably first four in now because that eleven seed slot is usually where they have the playing games. I think right. it's yeah, it's always like a six and eleven. I think they got them as sixteens and uh, sixteen and twelves. Yeah, twelves. Yeah, oh, so okay. I I think that probably bumps them into that group. Um, the problem with Ooh. the problem for UC is the AAC is just it's not a strong conference. All right, we we talked about this before, and we got called out by Matt Stanton, a, g- a good fan of the show and a very funny comedian. And if you have a chance to go see Matt Stanton, go see him. He said the AAC. Oh, so that was means he get, knows basketball. Cool. He said he the AAC would get three bids this year. Memphis is now in in jeopardy of falling out of of one of those bids. Uh, UC after this loss could potentially. Uh, lose you mean that. Precious isn't carrying them still? But there you go. ESPN, uh, according to their bracketology, the American has three bids. Well, that's that's before tonight. Before tonight, uh, I think there was another upset in the American. Who what? Who are the three though? Right now, Memphis. It was Memphis. You see, I think Houston was uh, Wichita State is uh, is another one that I always forget is in the American, and that's a team that always ends up being a, a dude. They've fallen off though, man. Remember when they used to be the hotness? They were and now the, just kind of like, and eh. everybody was like, "Oh, the Shockers! That's my favorite team because the Shockers." <laughs> you know what? Whatever. Screw all those people. I had the Shockers back in middle school, man. I knew about it way back when. Houston is the uh, the one the that's getting all of the. Uh, so it's love. Houston, which. Wichita State and UC. Those are the three teams, so they're not even projecting Memphis at this point. Wow. Man, how pissed is Penny? You had like the best player in college basketball. You had the consensus overall number one. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not say consensus number one, okay? Because I believe there's going to be a ball in the draft, okay? So let's not say consensus number one overall. Consensus number one overall. Uh, Wait, if, the, the look, last ball brother is finally going to get Yeah, he's coming back from Australia, drafted. baby. He's coming back from Australia. No, he played his way into, like, they're legitimately talking about him being potentially top three pick. Look, I haven't heard Stephen A. say that at all, so it's they clearly saying, not true. That's because LeVar isn't talking anymore. Yeah, LeVar's just like, yeah, I ain't saying anything. <laughs> but they, they are saying he is the best ball brother. Where, where is the... Wait, LeVar's the oldest. LeVar's, LeVar's the, dad. the dad. Oh. Lonzo is the oldest son that's playing in the NBA right now. Yeah. LaMelo was the one... Or, I mean, not uh, LaMelo. Leangelo was the one that didn't. Jello was the one that didn't make it, and then Lamelo's in Australia. Why? Why do they all have to be L's? Like, couldn't I you mean, have made this a little bit easier on all of us? <laughs> you just go Lonzo, Jello, Mello. <laughs> <laughs> I do like Jello. I will say that. Can we do that hockey real quick before you, the nope. do that show? Uh, come on, Joe. Let's do that hockey real no, fast. Real uh... fast. Come on, Joe. We just want to do the hockey real fast. <laughs> 
because Drew brought up something at the beginning of the show, and I was like, oh, put a pin in that one because we got to talk about that one. Let's do that hockey real fast. Come on. What did you say? What did you say at the beginning of the show that I forgot already what you had talked about, but I was like, oh, that's a thing we have to say. We have to talk about that. Yeah, I honestly don't remember either. I want to say it was the number of games. Weekend. No, oh, it wasn't yeah, number yeah. Of games. No, well, I didn't care about that. Who cares? They play four games. Who cares? Whatever. You said something Ooh, about the Cyclones games? that, oh, man, this is going to drive me oh, crazy. Oh, no. We were talking about how the uh, the mascots and whatnot knocked down the beer beer, beer No, it was at the beginning of this show, and I was like, wow, put a pin in that. We got to talk about that later. Man, someone should have wrote This was wrote like less than 45 minutes ago. There was something that you said that I was like, dude, this is amazing. This is something we have to talk about when it comes to doing that hockey. And... <sighs> God, and that's been that hockey. (laughs) (laughs) Doing that hockey. This is gonna drive me crazy. I was gonna say this is this is not gonna be okay. We're gonna have to figure this out. I'm gonna have an aneurysm trying to figure out what this was. Hold on, let's see these high quality notes we take. Yeah, go go back through your notes because this was something that you came in hot with. You were like, oh. But it wasn't them having to play four games in like four days. No, was it even? It may not even been Cyclones. I I may be thinking of something projecting because I don't think it was that. This has been. I for sure was ready to yell about FC, but I got that out of my system. This has been Crawford Sports Cincinnati style. Still kick their front office in the nuts if I ever see them. Train wreck of a show this has been, but it's been a damn good one. I had fun on this one. Oh yeah. Uh, As we mentioned, this will be our last kind of uh, weekly Cincinnati style show. We'll we'll pop in every once in a while with some big events and do some Cincinnati style drop ins for you guys. Uh, But be sure to follow the show so that you can catch up on our weekly show going down every Wednesday night on 12 Ounce Sports and on Facebook Live. So go click like on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Crafty Sports. Subscribe on YouTube. Uh, be sure to follow and uh, rate, review, share it out with your friends. And on every podcast app you can get, subscribe, rate, and review. It helps the show more than you know. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Cheers, everybody. Peace out. Goodbye. redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. 
Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Ah, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors.